Hello. Now, so many homeowners, it's just, it's, they walk blindly into signing contracts, not realizing how significantly they obligate themselves in time, money, and by law. They don't protect themselves or understand what should be happening next. And to be frank, it's where things begin to go seriously wrong in projects. This followed by not having an understanding about the sequence of construction and working with a builder who doesn't have systems in place or shows any accountability to timelines and budget or keeps communication open and regular. Well, it's not long before things go pear-shaped during the build of your new home or renovation. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking more about how to avoid that and those situations when overseeing construction of your new home or renovation. So let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location, or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great, and that you feel great in. So join me now. So if you're listening to this at the time of release, as we wind into Christmas 2018, I can't quite believe it, but it's happening. (laughs) We're uh, spending a few podcast episodes talking about the online courses that Undercover Architect offers. And this episode is about my online course, Manage Your Build. So Manage Your Build is a self-study online course to help you simplify the construction of your new home or renovation project and maintain your sanity. Working with me in this course is Dwayne Pierce. Now, long-time listeners of the podcast will be familiar with Dwayne. He's been a guest in season four, where we spoke to him about how to work with a builder. He's also co-hosted with me for season seven. And season seven is called The Stages of Home Construction. It actually gives you a taster of the online course Manager Build. And I'm going to mention more about uh, what a taster it is uh, that later in this episode. Now, Dwayne is a fantastic guy. He's a builder with extensive experience in building and renovating family homes, and he's really passionate and loves sharing his knowledge to improve your experience as a homeowner and the building industry overall. Now, in Manage Your Build, Dwayne and I take you through the stages of construction. So this isn't the whole project of renovating and building. I've got other courses, which I'll be talking about more over the next two weeks. Manage Your Build covers the construction phase, okay? Just the construction phase of your project. From the point of signing your contract with your builder through seeing your new home or renovation get physically constructed on site to the builder you know, knowing that they're finished and being able to check that off and you being able to move back into your finished home. Because what I do find is that homeowners focus a lot of attention on that construction phase uh, and they often mistakenly think it represents the whole process. And if you listen to the podcast last week where I talked about uh, the course that I have for US residents called the Welcome Home course, you may have heard me mention that there are actually four stages uh, to any project. So regardless of where you're located, how much you're spending, what type of project you're doing, And I've spoken about these four stages in other places as well. But just to remind you, these four stages are first is before you begin your project. The second is getting your design right. The third is before you build your project. And the fourth is getting your project built. And Manage Your Build was created to dive into the nitty gritty of stage four, getting your project built. Now, I created 
manage your build for a few reasons. And, you know, I see, as I said, I see homeowners get really focused on this stage of construction when they're thinking about their new home or renovation project. They're thinking about what builder they're going to choose to work with and how they'll find one that's reliable and trustworthy, how long the construction process will actually take, where they're going to live in the meantime, especially if they're renovating and how they're going to cover that cost whilst paying for construction as well. Uh, how they'll not get ripped off with a poor quality build, a dodgy builder or some issue with subcontractors or something else, what materials, fixtures and finishings they're going to choose for their, for their home and what their finished home will look like at the end of this process. Now, in that process, of fo that focus on construction, they actually leave behind some really essential considerations that can cause massive headaches and budget blowouts on site and can expose them, their project and their finances to huge risk. And they can find themselves boxed into a corner with a half-finished home, a builder holding them to ransom. I see homeowners get themselves into a lot of trouble not knowing who holds responsibility in various scenarios, you know, how legally they might be obliged because of the contract conditions, and they leave it all too late to be able to do anything about the situation. When you're in the construction process, the actual construction stage of your new build or renovation, when things are happening on site, time is of the essence. The whole nature of construction is that it's a sequence of activities and people that need to occur in a specific order within specific timeframes. Now, if work gets delayed along the way, if things get done in the wrong order, then you can not only run into cost and time issues, you can lose the opportunity to have things the way that you want them in your home. There are so many moving parts and people, it's a complex process and particularly if yours is a one-off project. And you don't have to spend a lot of time looking to find disaster stories, do you, when it comes to the construction phase. It's actually where most homeowners experience challenges and they can feel the pressure of the clock. Now, one thing that I really encourage you to remember, and I speak to homeowners about this a lot, to try and alleviate some of these issues, is to, to remember that your builder is not your project manager, they're their own project manager. So what do I mean by this? Well, when, you hire a, when you're hiring a builder, you're charging them with the responsibility of building your new home or renovation according to your contract and to the information that you're providing them, be it in drawings and specifications and any other information. Now, they need to coordinate the works to make that happen, uh, the people, the products, all those types of things, and that's their role and responsibility. Ultimately, though, in that situation, in building your new home or renovation, they're representing themselves and their business. Yes, they'll build a good reputation and they'll secure future work by taking care of you as a client, but they'll generally make decisions in the interest of of what works for their obligations. So the contract, the contract documents, their business. And that may mean making decisions that create more profit for them. And that may not always be in alignment with what you want uh, in specific situations for your home. Now, this is not a builder bash, okay? Because what I see time and time again is homeowners complain that their builder didn't call them or that their builder chose something that they didn't like before checking with them or that their builder didn't speak to them regularly about what was going on. Now, unless it's in the builder's contract, they are generally not obligated to call you regularly, to check in with you on things or confirm every choice and selection. Yes, it's your home, but it's their project, okay? And this is what you need to understand, all right? Good builders, they know that communication is key. They know that keeping their homeowner informed and happy 
means good business. But this is a choice. It's not an obligation or a requirement by the builder unless it's in the contract. And so I always encourage you to remember that you are best to have someone representing your interests on the project. So this can be a project manager, it can be an architect, or it can be you. But there needs to be someone who is working to manage the builder, to keep the builder accountable, to stay across what's happening on site and to be sure sure that the lines of communication are staying open at all times and that you're staying informed. Now, I can hear you saying, but they're the builder. You know, I've never done this before. Why am I the one who's having to set expectations and stay informed? You know, it's their job to tell me, to keep me informed and to let me know that they need my answers on things, right? You know, it's they're the ones that do this all the time. And as I said, a good builder will do this, okay? A good builder, they will seek to understand your prior experience. They'll understand that they're professional and they're the expert. They'll also seek to fill that expertise gap and to meet you where your needs are at. They'll advise and they'll coach you through what's required and how to work well with them and what to expect. But you also need to remember, builders are not trained, as with most industry professionals, how to successfully run their businesses or how to cultivate good communication skills with clients. Often builders are tradespeople who've then taken on doing a building license and and working their their way into creating their own business. Now, I uh, I see a lot of people post in Facebook groups about this issue of assuming that the builder would speak to them about something and the builder didn't and they're now wondering what their options are. And I remember particularly seeing a woman post in Facebook group um, that her heated towel rail had been installed too low. So she'd shared an image of it and it was plain to see that it had not gone in at the desired height. Uh, it was beside the toilet, which isn't a great position to begin with. And a side tip here is that you, I always recommend that you figure out where your towel rails and those bits and pieces are going as you're designing the layout of your bathroom so that you can make sure that that all works. Um, but you know, this towel rail, heated towel rail went in beside the toilet. Bathroom was virtually finished the walls were all tiled and this towel rail was now fixed in position and all hooked up to power. And any towels that were hanging on this towel rail were going to cover the toilet roll holder below it. And, you know, it was going to be one of those things that would just drive you mental every single day. And she was understandably upset. And this was especially because she said she'd been on site at the time that the electrician and the builder were fixing this tower rail into position and they didn't discuss with her or ask her where it needed to go. And everyone in the Facebook group was telling her to get stuck into the builder because, you know, they believed that he'd done the wrong thing and he could pay for the relocation of it. Um, And that was most likely going to involve a bit of work because it had been fixed through tiles and tiles would need to be replaced and um, repaired and those types of things. The thing is this though, if the towel rail wasn't positioned or shown at a specific height on her drawings, it's actually irrelevant that she was on site to discuss where it could go. Now, yes, yes, it is good business practice to discuss it. Logically, it makes sense that if she was there uh, or if the builder wanted to check that he could have just picked up the phone, but particularly because she was there, um, he should have asked her. But this is is probably going to need This is probably going to sound harsh, but I really need you to understand that this is about legalities and obligations here, okay? And the builder did not have to check with her. He was contractually obliged to install the tower rail connected to power on that wall, okay? That was done. He had to do it according to building codes and standard regulations. He did it that way. The rest, unfortunately, is subjective. Uh, It's not actually the builder's job to worry about the design functionality of things. You know, unless it doesn't meet the building codes and the Australian standards, 
Good business practice, yes, 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 definitely. But it's not an obligation unless something is stated in the contract documents. And you need to be aware of this as a homeowner entering the construction phase because it's the assumption that your builder will project manage you, your needs and the design functionality of your home that gets so many projects and homeowners into trouble, okay? So this is the thing, okay? The builder is their project manager, not yours. Don't assume that they're always going to call you with every question and check every decision with you. They're not obligated to unless it's in the contract documents, okay? So let me go through some of the other misunderstandings that occur uh, and that can cause huge headaches. And I'll try not to shake my hands around too much because I've got bangles on my head that always tinkle whenever I move my hands around when I talk. <laughs> All right, so there's some other big headaches I see, okay? So the one big one is builders not managing their cash flow well. Now, this is another topic I've spoken about before. It's essential that you understand your builder is pretty much the bank for your project, okay? So they don't end up charging for the work until it's completed, okay? They have to wait until it's completed to issue an invoice for it and then it, that will usually take a couple of weeks to pay, um, be it whether your bank's approving, paying for that or you're paying for it directly out of your own funds, Meanwhile, they've potentially had to outlay for materials and for their subcontractors and for their staff in order to complete that work to put an invoice together. So builders who struggle with good cash flow, they'll often forward charge for their work. So they'll essentially say that they've completed more than they actually have uh, to be able to keep funding the project. And this is where I see projects and homeowners get into real strife because you'll see builders going into liquidation in the middle of a project. They may have been running a few projects at the same time, running them similarly, they're forward charging for work all over the place and they end up owing large sums of money and they don't have enough funds to complete their projects. And you as the homeowner, you've ended up paying for more than what's actually being completed in your project. And I've told the story before of a Sydney homeowner who experienced this. Builder had been also creating fraudulent orders uh, in order to get paid. So when the builder went bust, they actually discovered all of these items that they believed they'd actually paid for um, because they'd been shown invoices from the companies that they'd been putting deposits down, like window frames and things like that, and the builder hadn't actually ordered those at all. They were hundreds of thousands of dollars out of pocket. They had a half-finished home. They had an insurance and a legal battle on their hands in order to try and secure some funds back. They were living in a rented apartment with their two small children, and they had to go about finding another builder to finish the job job and who was willing to take it on and that builder then uh, charged them $50,000 to rectify the poor quality work that had been completed by the previous builder before they could go on and finish the project. Now it's essential for you to protect yourself that you know what the stages of construction are in your project whether you're building or renovating, what happens in each of those stages, you know who you can and should expect to see at each of those stages, how to check off that work is actually complete um, or you know how you have somebody else involved in doing that especially before you make any payments and sign off that that work is ready to be paid. Now the online course Manage Your Build will help you do this. This is one of the things that we've designed this course for. Now, another headache that I wanted to mention is when builders and homeowners don't understand the conditions of the contracts. Now, there are a few different contracts used when it comes to building or renovating in Australia, but they have consistencies and they all spell out what's required to execute them. They have terms and definitions in them. And many homeowners get into trouble when they or the builder run their projects casually and they don't actually understand the contract and the conditions of the contract. So, your building contract will actually obligate you as much as it obligates the builder and it's essential that you both understand it and they operate according to it. 
you know, variations to the contract, so extra charges for things, they're a huge example of this because this is where changes will be made to the contract, to the scope of works in the contract. And far too often I see builders will handle this in a way where they'll say, oh, look, we'll just keep track of the extra costs as we go, any of these extra changes. And if there's any money left left at the end, then we'll square it away then. And there's actually specific conditions in building contracts for how variations are to be handled in both how you as the client are required to request them and to sign them off and how the builder needs to provide information to you and to seek approval prior to proceeding with the work. Now, when it's handled casually and something goes pear-shaped on the project, this can cause massive issues and make it very difficult for you to seek any compensation um, or to try and rectify the situation. Now, Manage Your Build, the online course, it helps you avoid this because one of the things we do is we actually do a contract walkthrough. So Dwayne, as a builder, takes you through a contract to help you avoid these issues and to help you understand it more. And I also speak in the course with Despina Priala and she's a lawyer with over 25 years experience and she takes us through the main areas that she sees really trip homeowners up and of course some expensive headaches for them. So it's something really um, crucial in terms of your due diligence and understanding how to execute that contract and we go into that in Manage Your Build. Now, another issue that I see cause headaches is when a project doesn't have any structure to it. So there's no weekly regular meetings, no communication systems, and no regular reporting on cash flow and timelines from the builder. Now, this is another one that I see crop up in the renovating and building Facebook groups a lot. The builder might be weeks, even months behind on the schedule. At no point, though, the builder was reporting progress against a weekly program at a weekly meeting. And the homeowner only knows that it's over schedule because of the finish date that's written in their contract. And they're starting to try and work out whether they're entitled to any damages and how they're going to get this project finished, you know. And the builder is telling them there's been wet weather, there's not been, you know, um, there's been other reasons that there's been delays, but there's been no processes for establishing extensions of time or other contractual mechanisms in place um, that allow for you to actually uh, get permission to get extra time on projects. And so, you know, at no point either has the builder produced a project program, even though the homeowner might have asked for one. And at sometimes the homeowner didn't even know that they needed to ask for one. And I see I see this happening all the time. And, you know, they're saying, oh, we really pushed our builder to, to provide us with a program. And the builder said, that's just not something we do. We just don't do that. And I feel, you know, I feel far too often that builders will do this. They'll say, this is just not something that we do, or this is something that we don't regularly, you know, it's not necessary, or, you know, we've never done it on other projects. And homeowners simply aren't aware of what they can and should demand from the builder that they're working with, and what those early red flags are for builders that don't have proper systems in place, don't have proper mechanisms for them to run their projects, and where potential headaches are going to occur down the track. And so homeowners will accept poor quality service, they'll accept substandard systems or non-existent systems, disorganised project management, you know, haphazard communication and a stressful project because it's simply what the builder is dishing up. And again, you know, you may say, look, we've never done this before. How can we know any different? But given that you're going to be the one choosing the builder that you bring on board, don't you think it's worthwhile getting informed of what best industry practice is, what you should expect, you know, what you should ask for, what you can ask for, and how you'll check and confirm that you're actually receiving it. And, you know, before you actually entrust this person with so much money, so much time as well, and the delivery of your future home, because you've never done it before, and you don't know what you don't know, 
If you haven't got yourself informed, then you are open to all sorts of risks and challenges. Now, let me say it again, builders are not trained as business people. They are obligated to construct according to the contract and building regulations. There is a world of difference between this and what they have to do to be great communicators, fantastic client managers, run efficient systems and coordinate happy and efficient building sites staying on budget and on time. You know, you'll be the one as the homeowner bringing them on board, you're going to be the one who has to sift and filter to find the good quality builders who are also good quality business people because you'll be the one choosing who to work with. Now, all of these headaches and, um, you know, I suppose stressful stories that I've gone through, look, they break my heart. Every time I see them, they break my heart. And, and I just got so fed up with seeing them happen time and time again. Uh, and, and so many homeowners were you know, do and were going directly to builders and running the whole project from that first selection using the builder's drafts people. And that means that your builder selection becomes even more essential. You, okay, you as the homeowner, you are the key to your project being a success because you're the one choosing the people you work with. It's your money, it's months, sometimes years out of your life, and it's the future home that you'll be living in. And it's far too important to just blindly roll along with it and just get what you're given and take what's being delivered up to you, okay? Now, it's exactly why I created Manage Your Build because if you're doing this for the first time, you can't be expected to know this and it's information you need to know if you're going to be sure that the people that you choose and work with are doing the right thing by you. So Manage Your Build is the course that will teach you from the point of view of a builder, Dwayne, and myself as your architect and your secret ally, what to expect and demand during the construction of your new home or renovation. Stage by stage, it outlines what will be happening, who will be involved and what you'll need to have done first, what selections need to get made so that you don't run out of time um, or opportunity and how to check the progress along the way. Also that you can stay proactive, confident, uh, be sure that you're getting what you're paying for and that you're going to end up with the home that you've been working towards. Okay, so let's go through who Manage Your Build is not for, all right? Because if it's not for you, then you can stop listening to this podcast now, okay? Look, this is a tricky one because, you know, I really think that anyone who's building or renovating their home needs to know this information because it helps you understand what's happening during the construction of your home for your money and also enable you to keep tabs on anyone that you're working with, even if you're not overseeing the project yourself. However, if you're working with a seriously experienced architect who'll be overseeing your build um, and they've managed, you know, extensive builds and they have a reputation for delivering them on time and on budget and they're going to be running the project for you, then you may not need to be actively involved and you can trust the process to them. And, you know, if you've done this a lot of times before and you know the sequence of events and you've learned from things in the past and again, this probably won't be necessary for you. Um, I've had people say to me, though, it was great just to re-familiarise themselves with it and to also see what best practice was so that they could know that what they've potentially done in the past, how they could expect to be done differently in the future. Now, if construction is well underway, this course is not going to be for you either. You know, if you're definitely, if you're past the frame stage of your build, you know, there's most likely very little opportunity for you to catch anything at this point or be able to make changes um, going forward. So, and also if you're doing a small project like a kitchen or a bathroom renovation, you know, manage your build's probably going to be overkill for you. I also get lots of questions about whether manage your build is for owner builders. Now, 
for an owner builder who's actually effectively running their project, um, then yes, it's a good idea. But if you're an owner builder who's planning on being the to- on the tools, this course is not going to teach you how to build a house. It's going to teach you what happens when a house gets built or renovated on site. Okay, so it's not a how-to course. It's not a how to put you know a frame up or anything like that. Um, so if that's the kind of owner builder that you're being, then this course is not for you. Now, if, if, you're think, if you're buying Manage Your Build thinking that it's going to teach you about everything that happens before you commence construction, so for example, like choosing your designer, working with them, getting council approval for your project, that's not what Manage Your Build is about. Okay, so Manage Your Build is about the construction process itself. Uh, what happens when you're choosing a builder, when you're signing your contract with them, ensuring that you've got the best package of drawings and, and information to be able to commence construction and sign your contracts, and then seeing your new home or renovation get physically built on site stage by stage. As I said earlier, there's a lot of things that happen before this stage of construction and before this point. Um, and I teach those inside other courses, inside how to get it right and inside your Reno roadmap. And I'm going to be te- talking about those programs uh, in the next couple of episodes so you can learn more about them. Now, let's talk about who Manage Your Build is for, who I actually created this program for. Now, if you're planning on commencing construction on your new build, your new home or your renovation project sometime in the next two years, then it's a great time to do this course. This is because as well as teaching you what happens during construction, it'll also teach you the key things to have in place before you sign your contract with your builder so that you minimise the risk of uh, budget and time blowouts on site. It'll really help you pull the right package of information together and be able to enter your contract confidently and know that the price that you're getting in your contract actually reflects what you want to be building or renovating in the construction process, okay? Now, if you're planning on running the project yourself, uh, directly dealing with your builder, then Manage Your Build will be perfect for equipping you to do that. Joining before you enter builder negotiations and you sign a contract is ideal, but even if you've already signed your contract, it'll be great to upskill yourself so that you can monitor progress during construction and you can catch anything before it runs away from you. And if you're an architect, a builder or a tradesperson, this is also a great course for you. We've had a few builders joining this program because we've actually collated some great checklists and systems together from for different project stages and uh, those builders have been able to implement them in their own business and check their own systems and processes. And Dwayne speaks really honestly about how he personally and his business got caught out um, some years ago from not following projects according to their contract. And, and so um, that, that, that advice is really helpful. Now, if you've listened to season seven, the stages of home construction, you may be familiar with some of what I'm speaking about here. Um, you know, in that season, I, Dwayne and I actually shared a taste of our discussions about the stages of home construction. And the podcast season itself, it probably represents about 25% of what's inside Manage Your Build. So it gives you a good taste of what the course is about and uh, can give you a good understanding if it's going to be a good fit for you. But it really only represents about 25% of the content of the Manage Your Build course. So let's go through now what is actually included in Manage Your Build so that you can understand more about this course and see how it can help you. So as I said up front, Manage Your Build is a self-study course. This means that when you purchase Manage Your Build, you're sent a personal login to the course website and then you can work through the course at your leisure. There's no time limit to complete it. You have access to it for as long as the course exists and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, It's not drip fed to you, okay? So you get access to the entire course at the point of joining so that you can binge on it all straight up or you can watch it in small chunks. It's entirely up to you. 
Now, I created this course ideally so that you can work through it to learn what you need to know before you start construction and before you sign your contracts. Uh, and then you'll have it to refer back to as your project is being executed on site so that it's always there to support and guide you and to help you know what you need to as your new home or renovation is built. And so that you can easily go back, see what stage you're in and be checking off. There's checklists and summary documents so that you can say, okay, yep, this is happening. This is what I need to know. I'll quickly watch that video again to remind myself of that. It's that kind of course. Now, it's laid out in nine modules, okay? And each module contains uh, video interviews between Dwayne and myself. And it's also a, each of these videos are accompanied with a full transcript and an audio as well because I know everybody likes to learn in different ways. So we've got the video, the, the, the PDF to read or the audio of everything so that you can choose which one works for you. You can watch, listen or read on any device. It's mobile responsive. So you can take us with you anywhere as long as you've got an internet connection, okay? And you can download the transcripts if um, you want to be able to read that information offline. Now, the video interviews themselves, I actually broke them into smaller chunks. So even if you've only got 15 minutes, you can watch a video, you can mark off your progress and you can keep progressing your learning so that you always know where you're at and you can always dive back in really quickly. Now, one member actually told me that she was um, she has it going in the mornings while she's getting the kids ready for school and she loves it. She can just learn little by little and digest it as she goes. So let's go through the modules and the modules have actually been structured to mirror what many building contracts will actually break your project down into so that you can align the modules with how you're seeing work occurring on site and how you're actually making your payments as well as you move through your contract. So module one, the first module is about contract deposits. This module will help you with the very beginning of your project. So even before you sign on that dotted line and you commit yourself legally and financially, you'll learn the red flags that will tell you early to get out whilst you can before you sign the contract. Uh, you'll learn how much your builder should be charging for your deposit and what you should see start to happen at this point, okay? Because there's about a four to six week time frame between uh, signing your contract, paying that deposit and site activity. And so there's specific activities that should be happening and this module will teach you what those are. And it'll also teach you what documents and processes you should expect from your builder at this point. Now, I've seen homeowners sign their contract, get a start date from their builder and then hit these issues really early on because they don't really understand what their deposit is paying for and what work they should be expecting to see. Their builder's working on another project and gets delayed um, because they're trying to finish that off. And meanwhile, the homeowner's moving into rental accommodation, cash has started flowing out, and they're not really understanding where their position at. I've even seen one homeowner in a complaint. She just couldn't reach her builder on the phone and it had been two months since she'd signed the contract. She didn't know what was going on. So this first module will help you understand exactly what to expect so you can discuss it with the builder before you commit to sign the contract and you know what your rights are. Now module two is about demolition and site preparation. Renovating homeowners they're often shocked at just how much money can go into pulling apart their existing home especially if there's asbestos involved and meanwhile you know bowling down a whole home, a whole home uh, can be fast and low cost but it can be really messy and then there's the waste you know construction and demolition actually generates around 40% of Australia's waste. Uh, some of it is super top toxic and yet you know, you can get a lot of resistance from builders about reusing materials 
materials and products um, and it being really cost prohibitive due to the labour involved. So module two takes you through what's going to be happening in this process of demolition and site preparation and how your site is actually made ready for the construction of future work because how it's made ready can impact timing and cost so it's really important to understand what to expect at this point. Now module three is about the slab or the base stage of your building or renovation project. Now this slab or base stage is the first opportunity to see the footprint of your future home. But once the slab is down, it can be expensive to make changes down the track um, or to include things that you'd assumed you had been thought about but they weren't or you hadn't already selected or specified them. So getting this stage right is really essential to the accurate build of your home and in this module Dwayne and I share many of the things that you'll need to decide upon before your concrete gets poured so that you don't miss out on them later. So uh, and then also how to communicate this with your builder. So for example at some point you may lose the opportunity to have a sink or power in your island bench in your kitchen unless you sort it out now. Um, you may lose the opportunity to have a wall hung vanity in Instead of a floor mounted one. If you want flush thresholds into your bathrooms and don't want that toe hazard um, as you step, you're going to need to decide before now. So this module will help you be across those types of things and many other decisions and choices that you're going to need to make before you lose the chance to have them in your project. Now module four is about the frame stage. Seeing the frame of your home get built is a really exciting stage and whether you're building or renovating it can be the first opportunity to really see the spaces and volumes take shape on site. However this is the, also the stage when you're going to need to anticipate so much about your finished home so that you don't miss out on having the things that you want. What do I mean by this? Well, in this module, Dwayne and I tell you all about it, okay? The frame stage is a really important part of your build. Uh, and so we've also provided a bonus checklist that Dwayne uses in his own projects that his own, he takes his own clients through to really support you at this point of your project because not all builders have these checklists and systems. They don't understand how essential they are and they're not something they've built into their business. Um, and when you don't make certain checks at the frame stage before everything in your walls get, gets wrapped up, then you can lose the chance of having things down the track or it can cost significantly more in order for you to include it when you change your mind later. Now, module five and six cover lock up and enclose stages and we do it in two parts because there's a big stage with lots going on. You may actually be surprised to hear some of the decisions that need to be made at this stage and the order in which work will occur on site. And you'll have a lot of scaffolding generally, uh, particularly if you're doing a two-storey home. And scaffolding hire can be a really significant cost in your build or renovation. And so the strategic planning of work is really essential for you to keep some of those costs down. So lock up and enclose can also have different meanings contractually as well. And that can create headaches if your bank is managing payments with your builder and they haven't been across exactly what's included in your lock up and enclose stage. So the race is really on at this point to make your home watertight so that work can continue indoors unimpeded by weather. And decking and other external building work may be occurring, but there's a huge amount of sequencing and strategy required to make this all run seamlessly and for, to save as much time as possible. And so Duane and I talk about this and more in these two modules. Now module seven is about interior fit out and finishing. Seeing the interior of your home come together during construction, it's incredibly exciting because you can actually see all the fixtures and finishes you'll be living with every day get installed in your home. But it can also be a really stressful stage where you find you didn't think about all the things that you needed to. I actually see homeowners delay a lot of decisions until this point. And so dealing with their builder becomes a frantic, intense time and one full of a lot of disappointments as they realise things weren't cost 
costed in their contract accurately or there are assumptions that were made that are different to what they are expecting and ultimately it means that their home will look and feel different to what they were expecting. You know, this is the stage where I see loads of Facebook posts uh, in the renovating and building groups um, where homeowners are asking what to do because their builders left something out or they've not spoken to them before laying tiles and they put them in the wrong direction. You know, they're putting bathroom fixtures in positions they didn't think they were going to be. They're putting light fittings where they didn't think they were going to be. They've lost the opportunity to have, you know, light fittings in certain locations. Um, you know, they didn't think that their windows were going to look that way, but this is where, you know, so it's just, there's all these things. And when you're not, you know, when they're not done how you expected them to be, that's going to cause daily frustration in your home. And so this module will prepare you to not run into that drama, okay, so that you can avoid these headaches and mistakes during your build and you can be proactive in making sure that this stage goes smoothly and that you're not losing out uh, these choices that you wanted to have. Now, module eight is all about practical completion and this represents a specific point in your project and it's also a contractual term. So practical completion means something in your contract. Sometimes you can actually trigger practical completion when your project is nowhere near complete, okay? And again, that can happen in your contract and that might sound weird, but this module will teach you more about this super important stage in your build and how to be sure it's actually been done properly because it also will kick off the start of your defects liability period, which is also another contractual term. And this, this uh, to help this in the, in the course, we've actually provided a pre-completion checklist. So this will help you do that essential walk around on site and confirm that work is really complete before the builder leaves site because so many homeowners experience issues um, at this point because they've They've, the builder still has so much work to do. Um, they're still finishing off so much. But as a homeowner, they've paid far too much of their contract by this point. And so they've got little leverage to actually make sure it's completed properly. And manage your build overall. And this module in particular, it'll help you avoid this happening in your project. Now, module nine is all about contracts. So signing a building contract is serious. It's a legally binding agreement with you know, legally binding your finances and your future. And yet so many homeowners will sign their contracts without legal advice or without suitable due diligence. And then when things go wrong, they'll criticize themselves for being too naive and too trusting. In this module, we approach the building contract from two perspectives. So we look at it from the builder's point of view and a lawyer's point of view. And the contract that we discuss is the Master Builders Association Queensland contract. However, all building contracts will have commonalities that you can translate this information that we share uh, across to, okay? And it'll also teach you what to look for in the contracts that you're working with. So module nine is super helpful for simplifying the contract itself before you sign it. Now, there are also a range of bonuses available in Manage Your Build. So let me take you through them so that you can understand more about what's included. So the first bonus is a sample set of drawings. I have found time and time again that homeowners often seek to save money on the drawings for their home, and this can be really hazardous. One key way to get a decent quality quote and to control the way your project is built is to create a comprehensive set of drawings or documentation for your new build or renovation. Now, I've said this before, a home can be built from five drawings as equally as it can be from 50, but one will exercise far more control. If something is not drawn, the builder will generally do one of three things when building on site. The builder will do it the way that they've always done it, uh, or they'll assume that you want it a particular way and they'll build it like that, 
or they'll be on the phone to you asking for information as soon as possible and potentially charging a variation because what you want is not what they priced. Now this can be frustrating, it can cause delays in your project. So preparing a comprehensive set of drawings for the construction of your project will help you get what you want and it'll help the builder price your job accurately in the first instance so that you're signing an accurate contract price. Your drawings are one of the ways that you control your project and a well-run project needs to be detailed, uh, have a comprehensive set of drawings prepared prior to quoting and signing contracts. And the bonus section that I have here actually contains a sample set of drawings that I've pulled together for both new builds and renovations to help you identify what is best practice for what your project requires and a description of what those uh, drawing types can include, okay? Now the second bonus is to support your selections. So throughout the modules in Manage Your Build, Duane and I discuss the importance of bringing your decision making forward because this assists with actually getting the finished project you want. You know, it will only cause headaches, stress, extra costs and time if you delay all of your selections until construction starts. So many homeowners do it, unfortunately, and then they run into issues or they end up not being able to have what they really wanted in their home. And this bonus section will help you think ahead on all of those decisions and it will provide a template for you to document those choices as well. So I actually include the selection schedules that I have used in my own projects for years, uh, as well as instructions for how you need to fill them out. And I've also got in there a shopping list of sorts. Okay, so basically this is a list, goes through room by room, all the selections that you're most likely going to have to make, whether you're building or renovating. So this can help you avoid missing things and really stay ahead on your project, not be waiting for somebody to tell you that you need to choose this. You can go ahead and look at those selections really early. The third bonus I have in Manage Your Build is a selection of checklists. So many homeowners really want to be involved in their project, but they struggle because it's unfamiliar territory and they're unsure of what their rights as clients are, what's allowed or what's expected, and they can feel that they're kept outside of their project's progress. As a result, it can actually be really difficult to catch problems as they happen or to handle difficult disputes and disagreements. So this bonus contains uh, three templates that will assist you with tracking progress and being proactive. So the first is a site meeting minutes template that you can print out or that you can use digitally for your weekly site meetings. I really encourage, I talk about it inside Manage Your Build, it's really important that you set in structure a place where there is a weekly site meeting as a hotspot of communication and that you have a means by which you're recording the discussions at that weekly site meeting and that you're tracking progress overall. Okay and that site meeting minutes template will give you a framework with which to do that. I also mentioned the framing inspection checklist. So this you can use at the completion of frame stage before commencing lockup or enclosed stage. Don't trust that your builder will just have one or that they'll build in this inspection into your overall process, okay? This may be something that you need to drive and it's something that you need to insist on and it's really important that you do it at that framing stage because it's a really critical stage in the progress of your project and this checklist will help you know what to look for as you walk through the home and you check things off. And the other uh, checklist that I have in there is a pre-completion inspection workbook and checklist and that will help you review throughout the build and then uh, at completion prior to practical completion and handover which again is another critical phase because it's what then triggers uh, your defects liability period it's what um, it's what determines that you're going to make the final payment to the builder at which point you'll lose all leverage <laughs> and uh, and so it's really critical that you have some ability to be able to check and not just trust that a builder will have a system in place to do this with you um, but that you can take this walk through and be sure and confident that the home is finished the way that you expected it to be okay
Now the fourth bonus I have is all about schedules. So I've spoken before about how it's really important that you get a time commitment for your project from your builder. Um, so a builder's schedule or program is the best format for this and it should actually be finalised before your deposit phase. And we talk about this in module one in Manage Your Build. And this bonus section actually gives you a walkthrough of a sample one of Dwayne's program. So you can see what's included in it, how it's mapped out, what it looks like, and then I also share a free tool uh, that you can use for project schedules. So if you're going to want to create one for yourself, you might want to create one for the whole of your project. If you're the one that's sort of coordinating everybody and, um, you know, running the whole thing, then that might help you sort of see the overall timeframes for your project. And this free tool that I take you through is really handy for doing that. Um, and it will also be really good to say to your builder, look, this is what I'm expecting for you at the point of interviewing them. You know, if a, if a builder says, um, sorry, we just don't provide programs for uh, projects, um, then that's a really good sign that they're not, probably not the right builder for you. So this will show you what to expect to see when builders present programs to you. So you can see the level of detail and the ability that it gives you to track progress and make sure things are on track as they happen rather than when you're weeks or months behind schedule. Okay. So are you commencing construction on your new build or renovation sometime in the next two years? Then now is the time to get ready for it, okay? Because what you do now, it will impact every choice you make from here on in. And whether those choices lead to a gorgeous, on-budget, finished family home or a stress-filled, anxious and expensive journey. Look, this is exactly why I made Manage Your Build a self-study course with all the content available immediately on joining so that you can join now, you can get prepared with the right information, you can work through it as you need to at your own time, at your own leisure, and you can get the best quality industry insider knowledge. It's comprehensive so that you can be competent and confident. When you're building or renovating your family home, it's important. There's just too much at stake. So we're not only talking about a big chunk of money, you know, but most builds, they're going to be between six or 12 months or even longer. Just the construction phase itself. So we're talking about a big chunk of time for you to be out of your house watching construction take place. And we're talking about the quality and the longevity of your future home, plus your sanity along the way. Now, remember all the course lessons and the bonuses in Manage Your Build are available as soon as you join so that you can dive straight in. There's no time limit to complete it. As I said, if you're listening to this live and you're about to head into your Chrissy break, you know, it could be the perfect time for you to join, learn what you need to know and to get informed for the construction of your new home or renovation. I hope you found this podcast helpful in understanding more about how Manage Your Build will help you when you're building or renovating your family home. I think you can probably hear how passionate I am about this information and about this knowledge getting into your hands before you start construction. I just, I see so many disaster stories that could be avoided if homeowners had this knowledge before they signed contracts with builders. And for me, there are so many great builders out there who are running fantastic businesses that really take care of their clients and really produce fantastic, good quality, beautiful, durable homes, whether they're building or renovating projects. And for me, I want you to find them, you know, and you can only find them if you know the questions to ask and how to avoid the dodgy ones, how to avoid the ones that don't know how to take care of you as their client and don't know how to run good businesses, okay? And you being informed with the knowledge that you need, the questions you need to ask, what it looks like to have somebody working well with you, what you should be able to demand from them and what the, the kinds of things that they should be talking to you about and sharing with you, then, then you know, unless you know those things, 
it's it's much easier for you to hire the wrong person and not see the red flags. Okay, so I really um, I really hope that this podcast has helped you understand more about what Manage Your Build includes, so that you can see if it's a good fit for you, your project, and your needs. Now, if you're early in your project and you need support and help through getting started, choosing your team, getting your design right, and all of the other steps you know, before the actual construction process, then stay tuned for the next couple of episodes because I'm going to be sharing information on my online course, How to Get It Right in Your Renault or New Home, and also on my 12-month membership, Your Renault Roadmap. And there's also, I'm going to be talking about some special bundle deals that you can get with Manage Your Build uh, on these programs, okay? As I said, I am super passionate about you being who you need to be and knowing what you need to know when you build or renovate your home. So confident, in control, able to be proactive, feeling informed and in the driver's seat for your project so that you can know how to ask for what you want, be sure you're getting what you're paying for and reach that beautiful home that you're dreaming of, saving time, money and stress. So if you'd like to find out more about Manager Build, head to manageyourbuild.com.au. It's simple, isn't it? (laughs) manageyourbuild.com.au. And if you have any questions about the course at all, please don't hesitate to email me on hello at undercoverarchitect.com. So as I said, next week, I'm going to be speaking about my 12-month membership, okay, which is your Renault Roadmap. So whilst it's called Renault Roadmap, we also have members who are building new homes. Now, this membership offers the opportunity to get my professional help, guidance and support at a really affordable level uh, at one-to-one, okay, across the duration of your build or renovation project. So tune in next week if you'd like to learn more about your Renault Roadmap. Until next time, bye. Thank you.